If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. This is a comic book show where we take a topic and then break it down for about an hour. Uh, this topic in particular, I owe to my cohort, Joel who came up with the idea of talking about supervillains. Where did this idea come from? What are we talking about today? Well, you know, I have always had a love for D&C-list supervillains. I guess it's just my innate love of the underdog, and I always appreciate when comic writers will come on in, take a really lame character and, you know, try and upgrade them, try and reimagine them. You know, some of our favorite writers do this all the time. Scott Snyder did this in his Batman run. Gail Simone for Secret Six. Uh, I know people were talking about The Spot a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, hey, remember when they took The Spot and turned him into the coyote when it's like, oh, he has all the same powers as The Spot, but he's, you know, really hardcore now. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that we weren't going to escape without talking about Secret Six at some point. Of course. <laughs> it's it's just natural it just happens that's true that's <laughs> like true. death and taxes with me it's inevitable yes that's true uh so yeah that we we're, we're talking about like how and who deserves an upgrade and uh, and how we can kind of like redeem some of the dignity for our mm -hmm. less esteemed supervillains because that's the thing is that like the 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 comic book writer the comic book editor the publisher has a an odd tightrope to walk where if they are bringing out a supervillain or they're creating a new one uh, they have to make them credible threatening but not so capable that they kill or immediately dwarf the superhero yeah. so they have to be they have to walk that line of being a constant failure but carrying that veneer of success, right? And so how do they accomplish that? So I, I, I'm interested to see where we differ in our approaches towards how to redeem or at least salvage some of these villains. Because, you know, I, well, coming from the writing standpoint, I've got a very interesting, or at the very least, like personal uh, opinion about about what to do best with these characters. Mm -hmm. But before we do, I should point out, we have a couple of Super Chats. And of course, if you're wondering, what's up with Super nice. Chats? Well, uh, if you want to uh, sponsor today's episode and you're watching it live, you can always use a Super Chat and ask a question or make a comment and we'll read it here on the show. Uh, we had some technical difficulties earlier, so we have a couple of people that I needed to share. Uh, Scarlet Hottie, for example, helping us out in a big, bad way. Thank you very much, Scarlet. Uh, no Aode says, Hobgoblin is greater than Green Goblin, and it's about time the comics acknowledge that and give <laughs> Hobgoblin an upgrade. Also, let my boy Shocker be a badass. Kite Man still sucks, though. <laughs> I mean, they have given Hobgoblin like upgrades over the years. He had a scouter and he had razor arms. He had bat wings and a flaming sword. For I feel they've upgraded him more than they've upgraded Green Goblin. Green Goblin's gimmicks are basically all the same. In fact, he has gimmicks he doesn't even use anymore, like the gas that cancels, you know, spider, spider sense or the I shoot lasers at him. I can't even remember the last time he shot lasers out of his fingers. I don't see razor bats nearly as often, so no. I, I completely agree. But that's the thing is that that's the difference between an a tier villain and a, and a and a b c d tier villain i guess uh, so hobgoblin's great he was and he and i think the problem with hobgoblin ultimately was that he just he came out of the gate swinging yeah um he had a terrific color complement costume mm -hmm. during a time when green goblin was put out to pasture no other goblins no no goblin uh competition yeah yeah and totally new shtick you know when you see a green goblin you're like oh god it's gonna be very personal yes, i'm sure so. there's an osborne under there 
you know, there's 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 a lot of baggage. But with the with the hobgoblin, when he first showed up, number one, mystery. Who yeah. is the hobgoblin? Number two, not insane. Number three, criminal genius. Number mm-hmm. four, uh, looks dope. Absolutely. So, and that's really all you need. You know, once ultimately, I find that once they revealed who it was the first time, screwed it up, <laughs> shared with you the wrong guy, uh, people were like, eh, you know, who cares? And then when they tried to redeem it with a retcon book, Hobgoblin Lives, it was like, isn't this, who cares? Like, Roderick Kingsley, who cares about him anymore? Like, it's been 20 years since the last time we saw him, or at least 10 years at that point. It's been 30 years since that book came out. Hell, I think the best idea they had for Hobgoblin and Roderick Kingsley was making him the evil equivalent to Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, and being like, oh, I'm a costumer for the supervillain <laughs> set. Come to me and I'll give you a great costume. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at the very least, a, a supervillain broker. Yeah. You know, Love good idea. Uh, but at the same time, it's also hard to make an action figure out of it. It's hard to see like a supervillain showdown with a character who's like behind the scenes. I used to be Hobgoblin, but I bought out. And it's like, that's smart. That's, that's, a, that's a good idea, but is it good comics? And yeah. uh, I think there's a good balancing act. You can play with that, but I don't think that they ever really did justice for Roderick. I don't think he ever really pulled himself out of being retconned back into being the Hobgoblin. It's true. And again, just like so many dumb retcons there, like mind control, my identical twin brother who was also Hobgoblin sometimes. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. And the, the further away you get from it, the worse it gets. Um, I also wanted to point out that Brian Rowland said the spot from Spider-Man. They tried to make him a badass for a minute, but it never stuck. His powers give him a lot of potential. They really See, do. I agree that it is, he has a good power set. I also agree that he looks terrific. Um, and that's evidenced by his appearance on the Spider-Man cartoon show oh, in yeah. the 90s. Um, the question is, was there ever going to be justice for the spot? Every time I see the spot, I think, eh. Like, there, and I don't, I, I just, I, I'm, I don't have any kind of visceral or gut reaction to the spot outside of like, oh yeah, like literally that's my whole connection with Spot. I'm always pleasantly surprised to see him because no one uses him as much anymore. Uh, There's that really great Kyle Higgins Winter Soldier miniseries Mm. where Bucky starts training a sidekick and everything. They're like, oh, we got to protect someone who's in FBI custody. You know, they say they're going to kill him. I was like, oh, it's FBI custody. Who can possibly get here? Oh shit, the Spot is in here. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's good. That's really good, actually. Yeah, 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 that's true. So I, I'm happy to hear that I think Spot has gotten more effective justice than even Hobgoblin Arguably. at this point. Um, Speed Vescu says, Shocker, maybe? Love his look and just there for the paycheck personality. But everybody always says that he's a redundancy when there's Electro. Shocker, I think that he falls into a niche, right? Spencer knew what to do with him Absolutely. in his spirit foes. And Bendis knew what to do with him in Ultimate. And in Ultimate, he's Kite Man. He's a joke. He's yep. a he's he's a butt monkey. Like punching little bag. He's, he's a punching bag until Justice for Shocker. Until that one issue where Shocker finally gets his, and it's like so cathartic. Uh, that's a really terrific issue. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like Shocker, some some characters exist just to be a punching bag. I don't sure know who. Do. I don't remember who invented the Shocker, but I feel like they weren't invented to be like the next big villain. I think it was just no. kind of like. 
And one of those things is one of the problems, one of the one of the drawbacks to upgrading a villain or giving them like a new status update is or upgrade is uh, is that you got to change the costumes. Usually they, they mm. usually go like, oh, it's got to be cosmetic, too. You got to see a physical change right, to indicate right. the the true interchange. But I don't think there's anything wrong with the Shocker costume. No, it's it's perfect. You hit it out of the park the first time, which is why it's never really been upgraded. And when it does get upgraded, you're like, don't do that. Yeah, come on. Like, get that. Don't it's... wear armor. I want the puffy, like, f- you know, fluff around his gloves and boots. Like, keep all that. You know, it was a great story, too, about uh, main 616 Shocker actually yeah. trying to, like, get a little more for himself. It's when he actually went over to the Miss Marvel book and started messing with teenager Kamala Khan. Yeah. Where he's like, look, Spider-Man keeps beating me up over in New York. I come over to Jersey City. I'm King Shit of Fuck Mountain now. There's a little <laughs> girl here. I can take her. No, you can't, actually. <laughs> but, yeah. but for a second, he does, because his, like, vibration powers messes with her form. And then, like, he mm. starts doing a bunch of stuff. And he's, by the end... He's like, no, come on, Miss Marvel. We could keep doing this. I could be your new arch nemesis. To which then she has the best line ever. I don't need an arch nemesis. I have real life problems. Get the hell back to the Empire State. (laughs) That's awesome. I like that a lot. Good. And by the way, that's the difference is that he has vibrational powers. Yes. Uh, Even though his name is the Shocker, it's not actually a shock. It's a it's a vibration. Always very confusing. But I like that it's stuck. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Swordfish97, I'm sorry I can't see your super sticker, but I really appreciate your support. Uh, it's, it's great. I always love the super stickers. Usually I can see them. Uh, this time I cannot. Uh, Kevin Kruger, Vermin Vunderbar needs one. Mm. See, I like that Vermin Vunderbar is silly and that he looks like a little Napoleon and everything. Dasaad, they've reimagined. Steppenwolf, they've reimagined and upgraded yes. several times to make them more cool and more badass. I like that Vermin Vunderbar is this weird little Peter Dinklage guy who lives on Apocalypse. I think he's perfect the way he is. The, 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 the Kirby characters, particularly, you know, characters like Dasaad, Vermin, uh, even uh, Dr. Bedlam. Yeah. Uh, those characters, they're so cemented. Just you, you can't make a character named Vermin Vunderbar, who's obviously just like a joke on like, yes. like on, on World War One. Colonel Plink. Right? Like, what are you doing? Uh, you're doing, you're there. They exist to be a joke. Dr. Bedlam, ex- same example. Granny Goodness. Uh, Granny Goodness. Like these are characters. Granny Goodness is the only one I think that's escaped. And, preserved the look but like you can't have vermin vunderbar have that name and then like give him sharp armor and big shoulder pads and mm-hmm. a gun and call him like a badass and have him have a tragic backstory like there it, it some at some point you're just want to just create a new character like you're not doing any justice you're not actually salvaging any of these characters i think that's why some characters particularly kirby inspired characters or kirby created characters like the furies yeah you know, I remember as a kid seeing them being like lame, mm-hmm. but you do something interesting with them or you yeah, give them some kind of depth and suddenly they become interesting. And it's not even you don't have to make uh, like lash or whatever, like you don't have to make them have truly tragic backstories where like she was, you know, raped or so, you know, you have to create like some grim, dark nonsense reason for them to be sad. You could just say they were born in apocalypse they were raised by granny goodness they this love is, violence this is why they're like that like their stockholm syndrome you know you just use the the obvious cultural awareness of trauma and ascribe it to colorful ridiculous looking supervillains, and you're like oh i get it like 
that's another thing too. And I'm sure we've had this discussion before, you know, are villains interesting because, you know, they have these depths and dimensions to them or sometimes can a villain just work being totally one dimensional? No, I'm an evil puppy kicker. Come on, man. It's right. Yeah. Fever. We, uh, there's a back issues coming out tomorrow in which the, we, we cover the debut of one of the lamest DC villains of all time, <laughs> steel jacket Ooh. and steel jacket sucks just there's and there's because and i can say that it's like it's funny you know i think vermin Vunderbar. at least there's fans right there's yes. people who like oh, yeah. that character even though i'm sure it was referenced in jest but they're characters who are just like that's a joke but people care about them and then there's characters like steel jacket the name the visual from his debut which looked different from his next appearance which was <laughs> literally in the next issue he was created to be a 90s bad guy Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what his powers are. He looks cool, and he's and he's the new hotness to fight back. Oh, you just Robin beat him. Okay, well then we're done. Like there are some characters who are created with no, I don't know, with, with no pure intentions outside of we need a new like badass character. We yes. need to seem relevant. Who's and our guy? Who's the new guy? Who's the new guy? I mean, arguably Bane was that true for a time, right? And it Bane, took him a long time to fight his way out from under it. And again, well, he spent a long time as a joke too. Well, peaks and valleys. Bane debuts. Everyone's like, holy shit, Bane's cool. But the guys who were working on him, who were the stewards of Bane at the time, were like, I don't know if people are going to be sold on this Bane guy. Mm-hmm. Let's have him beat up a more re- another recently created character, Killer Croc, and show how badass he is. And like, you know, and, and that's that's of course another lazy writing technique where it's like show how cool the new par- character is by having them dunk on the old character. You know what that is? That's straight up wrestling storytelling yes. is what is we need to smash over our new monster heel by having him beat up a bunch of jobbers on Monday night. Exactly. And so Bane, but you know what's funny? It worked. Bane yeah. shows up, he breaks Killer Croc's arms. People are like, whoa, and then never stops, right? They don't like, they don't tease him. They don't trick you. They don't leave him alone for a year. No, Bane shows up. Oh my God. First of all, baller backstory. They don't even sit on it. It's there. You know what he's all about. Born to prison, fought his way out. Here he is. Super badass. Drugs. And super drugs ties in with a previous story that is celebrated and kind of like, you know, infamous because of it's like lack of comics code and it's like, and it's drug use talk um, and it's connection to person, like personal connection to the hero. Uh, and also his mask looks dope. Sure does. Bane's mask is his logo. Instantly it's iconic. awesome. Instantly iconic. And it's like, is it derivative? Eh, maybe, but it doesn't look like how Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider eyes are just Spawn's eyes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's just cool. And then what does he do? Nightfall. Holy shit. And then you build up to Bane. Bane's the end boss mm-hmm. and he's going to show you how cool he is at the expense of literally every single Batman villain. Yeah. Again, wrestling wouldn't be popular. Like if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't a good trope, people wouldn't care and Absolutely. they wouldn't be fooled by it. <laughs> and then um, they keep doing it even now. Mm-hmm. So Bane breaks Batman's back and then he peaks. Right. So all that's left for Bane to do is be beaten by the next new hotness. Mm-hmm. Jean Paul beats him. Now Jean-Paul's top dog and Bane is totally lame, especially with the the ever and an exponential declining in popularity for Asbats. As Asbats gets lamer, 
Bane gets even lamer because now this lame ass beat Bane in the undercard. Yeah. So then Bane had a big deep hole to climb out of. Which, which I don't is, think he did until Secret Six, which again, comedy is a way that you can actually bring these characters back and be like, okay, let's have him acknowledge the fact that he peaked early in life. Let's have him be Rocky Balboa there. It's like, oh, I still got one more fight in me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I but I think uh, Bane got redemption, like you said, through comedy, but like not necessarily slapstick slash like may pantsing him. We're not going to like, he was not going to make man in those comedy bits. Exactly. He's the one who's there for, a re I am trying to redeem myself. I have an arc. And that's the thing is infusing character in these people mm -hmm. is the most important thing. Um, Absolutely. Mina QWERTY. Got to get back to work. Love you guys. And what you do. Oh. Rhino's the biggest and most consistent jobber in comics. He needs some love <laughs> in a new direction. Yeah. Um, Rhino gets those every once in a while. Like Rhino will come out swinging Rhino. Like I remember one use of Rhino uh, was during fallen sun where mm. Rhino's visiting a grave and Spider-Man's grieving and he, they get into a fight. We get to showcase how baller and cool and powerful Rhino is, but also how like fragile and vulnerable mm. he, Alexi is. And so you, you get, you get a mix of both and that's kind of like the perfect, I think that was like the perfect distillation of Rhino where he went from being like a hired, a hired goon who can't take his mm -hmm. suit off to then they did like flowers for Algernon, but with Rhino yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, okay, then it's tragic. And then we got the wife situation and now, you know, and, and, and so forth. And uh, at this point, like I remember ends of the earth when he's like, I'll drown myself to kill Silver Sable. I'm like, this isn't Rhino. Like this is lame. <laughs> Even even recently, I was a little disappointed that this storyline never got sought to fruition, but he actually teamed up with Miles Morales in his book because Miles yep. treated him differently than Peter, yep. and he actually helped him save the day. And it seemed like for a second they're like, oh, is, is Rhino going to go good that he got kidnapped by Craven mm -hmm. and did the whole, uh, what is it, hunted storyline? And then we just never, now he's back on the Thunderbolts now and just a bad guy again. I'm like, oh, that's a shame. I would have liked him to become this weird supporting character in the Miles book. Agreed. Uh, Al, Ali Alziati says, Hey guys, did you catch the invisible trailer? Yes. You bet. Uh, it looks great. Fucking dope. Yep. Cool. Exciting. Catch our back issues on it. If you want to be spoiled, <laughs> they, they put real money into that show, which I love superhero animation with real money behind it. Yeah. It looks like a DC movie. Sure does. Uh, but it'll be a thousand times more successful than any of the last like DC directed dvd movies yeah it looks like it's primed to be a big smash hit there and what a voice cast attached to it too justin roiland is in it now right oh really who's it yes. playing i don't he's in it seth rogan is in it they named a couple people it's like really they're in it too yeah i was just excited that mark hamill's in it same um, uh cam someone's out there someone out there's gotta have a solid jackal story right what does he do when he finds out there's an infinite multiverse of gwens i mean for him he's got his own personal multiverse of gwens all the time i don't think that there is justification for jackal jackal when he first showed up was just a gateway by which we get punisher mm -hmm. and then he turns into a creepy old man now yes could you do a jackal story absolutely you could do a really badass jackal story and every time that he comes up on back issues we pitch one about a dude who is just a sad 50 year old professor who fell in love with a student who didn't love him back who perverted science and god to mm. res to resurrect her so he could fuck her 
mm-hmm. that's gross and there's something there and there's something there that's outside of him like being a goblin in a leather jacket yeah. and beyond him being like i'm gonna get revenge on peter parker like how about jackal gets revenge on norman fucking osborne yeah, yeah. villain versus villain dude killed gwen he's the reason for your troubles not peter and then jackal could be the norman problem for now like for a Ooh. little while Ooh, I like that. Jack, like, I'm going to ruin your life. Now, guess what? I cloned your abusive father and your distant mother. Look what I did. No, right? Fuck you. I, I brought back your wife. She hates you. Fuck you. I don't know if she's dead or not anymore. Wasn't In any like case. Annie for a minute. Wasn't yeah. there like a whole thing there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't God, they never write anything good for Harry's mom. No. What a nothing character she is. <laughs> yes. Swordfish97, thank you very much for your support, man. Uh, I, I'm going to go back and look at all these gifts. Um, Jake Fitch, in Marvel's Enchantress, maybe? Yeah, Enchantress has a hard time being interesting. Um, if you haven't seen our Thor uh, world engine, they tried something with Enchantress, but it's not very good. Uh, yeah, like Enchant- Johnny Cates take on the character. I would, too. I'd like to see anyone modern try and do something with, with Amora, because, like, there's something there. I'm a sorceress. I was born outside of Midgard. All I want to do is bang this, this, this gorgeous Adonis and he won't sleep with me. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm not really that evil, uh, you know, but maybe I am. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like neutral. I just don't care. You know, yeah. like what's up with this person who like thinks that all she has is her, her looks, you know, that's kind of Indeed. interesting. Uh, Girk Pectus. I think Spectre would be better as a Freddy Krueger like villain with potential as Marvel's controller. Mind control tech can be terrifying. I agree. The controller needs his due. He kind of did for a little bit in that Dan Slot run where he was like the first arc villain behind everything and he was controlling Tony's friends. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then he was defeated and then he never came back in any meaningful way. Well, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't necessarily just because the character doesn't stick around doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they don't have like a really great arc or opportunity. Sure. And I honestly like I think it all comes down to story. It all comes down to what's your pitch? What's your idea? Mm-hmm. Look at Kite Man. Kite Man was like an unofficial logo of that angry reviewer on YouTube. Yeah. And and then Tom King. And Kite Man, hell yeah, is the thing right like and then the harley show which took what tom king was laying down and kept going with it exactly and now you got people who like are on two sides of that coin like people care about that character i know and and defend or attack him or like he's a toxic male like and then there's other people who are like justice for kite man he never got any and it's like never did i think that people would be having these sorts of debates and arguments about fucking kite man exactly and all it took was killing his son yeah um now like is that just what tom king does yes yeah is is kite man just a casualty of tom king doing what tom king does like yes but you can do that across the board with any number of villains and make them interesting it Uh, works you know lex Luthor losing his hair turned into lex Luthor being a xenophobe you know like (laughs) and that's much more interesting arguably Uh, lex Luthor stealing 40 cakes didn't turn into what you think but still it's right. coming back <laughs> uh jonathan sheehan has a, been a long time since there was any good ultron story agreed and that is up to and including any of the bendis ultron stuff it's because he's been pimtron forever that uh what is it uncanny avengers that duggan did i think was the last really good one where he came back from space and they didn't know if he was a good guy or a bad guy yet yep. 
and then like Vision and Scarlet Witch had to come back to help them beat him. That was yeah. pretty good. That's pretty cool. But there are the it, it did that make Ultron redeemed? Did that fix or or save Ultron as a character? No, in fact, Ultron has basically been stuck in stasis now as part of Pym Tron and Hank Pym too. Where it's like, well, we don't know what to do with either of you, so we're just gonna stick you together and we'll figure that out later. I they can't believe several chances to undo it and they haven't. I can't believe that. And it's not like they have a friggin' plan in place. They're just not doing it. Um, Ultron, I think the best thing they did with him was uh, was the, that next Annihilation story. Mm, yeah, that was good. Um, he's cool there. Yeah, Ultron going into space and being like, fuck Earth, I'll just wreck everything out here. Like, yeah. It's a good idea. I mean, Ultron being a soulless, you know, fatherless monster who's mm. just getting back at the fleshy ones. Yeah. There's, I mean, like, that's every robot story. Yeah. Uh, 343 Burning Legion. A couple of Wonder Woman villains that either need a reboot or an upgrade are Silver Swan and Angle Man. Agreed. I always liked Silver Swan. I liked the name. I liked the costume. The problem with that, too, is there's been like several Silver Swans. So do you go back to an old one or do you create a new one? Not only that, but like every Wonder Woman villain is lame. It's because they never got that Batman the Animated Series treatment. They never got that big, you know, renaissance to come back and get re-envisioned. Just call Paul Dini and tell him you're doing a Wonder Woman story. Yeah. And just have him reinvigorate the villains and then go, we're not actually doing a show. Thanks for the ideas. And then uh -huh. make the comic books out of him. Angle Man is a cool costume. He looks like kick-ass, basically. A little bit, yeah. But, uh, yeah, does he? I mean, like, if his whole thing is angles, I don't know. I, I feel like Wonder Woman deserves a good rogues gallery, and it's just about context. It's just about story. Cheetah. Cheetah's silly when you first look at her, especially when you look at the old stories, especially when you when you go through the different cheetahs and how like each one is its own silly idea. And oh, yeah. ultimately they're like, oh, okay, we figured it out. And then the movie's like, none of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, all and none at the same time. Right. All of them, but without any depth. Yeah, which is a real, real shame. Yeah. Dr. Psycho, yet another one. Hilarious cartoon villain. Fixed it. <laughs> cartoon fix it. We're like, okay, he is just a joke now. A joke that also honors the history of the character by saying, yeah, I was a card-carrying, like, you know, misogynist back in the day when I was first created. That is my origin. Uh, that's a really terrific villain to have in today's world. Very. Uh, especially a Wonder Woman villain, a character who is like, who defines themselves based on having a problem with women? Oh my God. You know what you do with Dr. Psycho? I didn't put him on my list for reinvention. This is how you reinvent him. Dr. Psycho is Gavin McGinnis is what he is now. He has a YouTube channel and a media <laughs> empire and he founds the Psycho Boys. Oh my God. The Psycho Boys. Somebody's going to say they had that idea. I promise they, you you're going to oh say yeah. it. And they love him and worship him and they call him dad like it's freaking Mad Max Fury Road. That's what you do. Oh my God. This is how has no one done this? Yep. That's happening next. Holy like, shit. When Diana comes back, that's what they'll do. Be Becky Cloonan, who I think's writing the new one, is listening, like, hey, he stole my idea. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. She's like, I'm working on something like that. That tracksuit Canadian nerd stole my idea. <laughs> Uh, L Sky 670 says, I feel like it's been a while since there was any really good Two-Face story. He could seriously become the kingpin of Gotham if he wanted to. Completely agree. I think that the, the, the I think the reason why Kingpin ne or that Two-Face never became like a kingpin is because the writers are like, 
no or the Raiders are actually almost too covetous of Harvey as a character where they're like mm-hmm. he would never get past the two-face phase like no. he's he would always screw himself over with his stupid never obsession tell. and I like that I like that fanatical devotion to him being like he'll always be second best because he can't help himself but also yes no Harvey needs to be like the top mobster like it's they set it up perfectly, beautifully, you might say, with year one and Long Halloween, where they're like, mm-hmm. there is a transition from organized crime to costume crime. Mm-hmm. We Like, Gotham is the only place where there is no mob. You know, yeah. it's just gangs with colorful avatars. Which I like. I, that That would be really cool if, like, the only gang in town was Harvey's. Because... Every time you, you you throw a batarang, you'll hit another tough Tony Bressy, another badass gangster who looks just like the last 20 gangsters yeah, who's yeah. who's being killed just to show how scary the new villain is or the old villain is. Always. Like, no, there are no gangsters in Gotham. Batman, no more gangsters. I like that. That's a good story. Uh, Tomasi tried to do a good story with Two-Face just recently in Detective, which was itself tying up a bunch of loose ends from his Batman and Robin run where like Two-Face seemingly killed himself to stop Two-Face once and for all. But then it started involving the Core of Owls and the cutoff face Joker at the time and all mm-hmm. these other things. And I'm like, okay, this, this isn't about Two-Face anymore because it was about him. <laughs> Not becoming like a gang boss, but starting a cult where people like messed up their faces and they followed the coin because they're like, you know, we can't run our own lives. We'll let the coin decide. And, you know, good head, we go out into the night and fight crime and do good. Bad head, we go out and kill people. Right. That's cool. Never went to fruition, though. And they operate under the courthouse because, of course, they do. Of course. Uh, The last one, I I was just covering the story. There's a a great Two-Face story that's like a germ of a good idea that just falls the hell apart, where Two-Face gets out on a technicality, and so he, like, his battle is against bureaucracy, and, like, Mm -hmm. he starts, like, he's, like, screw the courts and jail. Like, he starts murdering all the judges and DAs and lawyers, so, like, the... Oh, interesting. So the prisons get choked, and, like, the, the, the law system is all screwed up, and so it's just, it's just chaos in Gotham. But then, and then he's, like, and I'm gonna start deleting records, like, court records and documents and criminal records to, like, just really gum everything up. And I'm like, that's a really cool idea. Unfortunately, it also involves him taking a chainsaw to the servers and 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 calling that <laughs> hacking. Damn! But Ooh. at least he doesn't send a nasty, a nasty gram in anybody's home box. There you go. Speaking of uh, Two Face reinventions, and I mentioned Snyder at the beginning. He actually had an interesting take on Two Face, not in his main book, but in like his little side miniseries where Two Face is like, "No, the bad part has won completely in yes. me now." And I am not interested in duality. I am interested in bringing out the dark side in everyone else and revealing the secrets, you know, the ugliness that exists in all of us as it exists in my face. And like, oh, that's something. But it only lasted one story. That is so, that is Scott all over, man. That is all-star Batman, if you're interested, ladies and gentlemen. Thank I, you, that was the one. Yeah, I, that was, I did not like that one. But yeah, uh, like but the one. idea behind it was, was solid. That's a solid Scott idea. It's a reinvention. It's something where it's like, okay, let's go back to square one. Do anything with him. Like, do something with him. Uh, Awkward Mexican, still at work. Catch on the replay. Just wanted to say, keep up the great work and never forget you're all freaking awesome. Oh, Love you. what you do. Thank you, Awkward Mexican. That's really sweet. Nothing awkward about that. Really appreciate it. See you on the repeat. Um, 
Chance Topper. Good day, gentlemen. Sal's comment about the tightrope got me thinking. I'd love to see a story where the villain genuinely wins. The heroes deal with the consequences instead of trying to undo it. I mean, the, the trouble is you need to have them deal with it. They would try to undo it. You know, like look at Emperor Doom, where Doom takes over the world and ends crime. And they're like, we have to stop him. And it's I, like, do they? I think I have a good answer for that. Hmm. Uh, Johnny Cates wrote a Thanos story called Thanos Wins, yes. where at the end of the universe, he is the last one standing and is so bored. He has to go send the cosmic Ghost Rider to go pick up his younger self just so he can have someone to fight. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That, that that's a good one. There's a lot of like there's there's a, quite a few stories where you're like you find out the villain actually won or the you know the heroes don't know it or they just have to deal with the consequences. I mean, look at uh look at Dark Rain. Yeah. Uh Flywheel Shyster helping us out. Thank you very much. Uh Psycho Red Commander Blood from the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> Any Legion hero or villain, I'm like good luck. I liked the movie version of the Fatal Five they did there. They're pretty good. Yeah. I got that confused with Baron Blood from the Titans. And I was like, oh. oh. Who is also a cool villain. <laughs> yeah. And has a great opportunity for a resurrection in terms of like, oh, he's a cult member? Well, I, I think you could probably do something contemporary with that. Nowadays, yeah. I I, I had a list here, too, of uh, like yeah, ladies that I wanted to see uh, get the get the remaster. Stiltman comes first to my mind. Another character who is a joke has had millions of different people be Stiltman. And I'm like, okay, how do you make Stiltman interesting? And my idea is, let's go creepy past on it because Stiltman kind of sounds like Slenderman, kind of right? sounds like these other things. What if what if his stilts were made of human bone? <laughs> and what if the idea is, is that Stiltman is actually like some old pagan demon that exists in like some obscure children's book that only the people who became Stiltman knew about. And the idea is, is that, no, I have to be this lame character Stiltman. I have to walk around in the costume or it'll wake the demon up. <laughs> oh and, then, and then daredevil gets involved because it's like oh yeah well he's got all this like catholicism and everything it's like let's have daredevil have to do like the exorcism of Stiltman to stop <laughs> like this horrible demon basically we do demo goblin right but for Stiltman. yeah i kind of just want to see daredevil fight demo goblin i can't believe i haven't seen that yeah um, yeah god damn that's a good one <laughs> but i mean yeah I, listen still Stiltman by definition is silly yes why so, still why is he a daredevil villain right well he's fought punisher daredevil spider-man uh iron man you know he was involved in armor wars they, they there's, he, been, there's been lady Stiltman's turk barrett became Stiltman from it they've done almost everything you can do with Stiltman. i, I think Stiltman is marvel's wilhelm scream yeah you know what i mean like because he's he's called Stiltman. uh but i would i would go like voyeur i'd, I'd be like you know he's He's just the thing is, you just got to tell a Stiltman story. And the thing is, don't make Stiltman number one, mm. you know, written by Cullen Bunn and just make it sad. <laughs> like you just you, no. what you do is just go like uh, whoever the Stiltman is, whichever one's the most popular. Uh, you know, he, uh, he he's always he's looking through the window of other people's lives because he's afraid of like his. Yeah, it's just he's just he's lonely and Nothing he can hurt me up here. I'm above everyone else. Exactly. And he's just looking in on other people and their lives. And he wants to be like, it, you know, he's looking at everything through a window. You know, it's just, it's just, 
a metaphor for him oh, like, like being that. afraid of dealing with what's happening on his own life he's just constantly getting away from reality slash like his own problems but those damn heroes keep bringing him back down to earth every time <laughs> well it's like i don't even think about them i'm just a creep who has stilts like i'm gonna be and i live in manhattan so like i'm going to be dealing with spider-man or daredevil at some point <laughs> similarly too they did this with firefly let's get all the lame stilt characters together and form the stilt gang where it's like you know one of us is easily defeatable but many stilts together are hard to break right uh, st the, the stilt core is a great idea <laughs> stilt core yes uh, we can go higher than ever before as the stilt core <laughs> they, what, is that in the firefly comic or something no, uh, what is it in? I, again, I think Tomasi for Detective. It's like, hey, Firefly is lame. Oh, Firefly, the, the the villain. I'm like, is there a comic in which all the characters who survive the the crew of Serenity form like a league? Not a bad idea either, though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, okay. It was all the Fireflies. That's funny. Yes, they brought a bunch of lame Fireflies to, and canonized the one from the Gotham TV show. And Linz gave basically the same speech where it's like, oh, you know, one Firefly can be snuffed out very easily. But if we were a swarm of Fireflies, <laughs> light up the night. Okay. <laughs> sure, sure, Garfield, whatever. Sure. Uh, what do you, uh, What? who else you got? Uh, yeah, sir, I got a bunch of ones going on here. Ooh, uh, keeping with uh, weird Golden Age villains here, Asbestos Lady. Remember Asbestos Lady? I vaguely remember Asbestos Lady. I, you know, I didn't, I don't have a favorite story with her in them. World War II, original friggin' Human Torch villain, mainly. Ah, I see. Okay. She's got like a very like 1930s movie star thing. She looks a little like Betty Page. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. She looks like she should be drawn by Bruce Tim. Yeah. Yes. And my idea for her is. Actually, don't change anything. Just say that she got old, but the asbestos kept her alive. Now she's more asbestos than person. And again, <laughs> do, a, do a creepy horror angle that this gross, poisonous woman literally lives in the walls of her victims and everything and is killing people without knowing it because asbestos is a silent killer. I see. So what you're saying is old lady in the wall. Yeah, creepy old lady in the wall is what I'm doing. Again, I don't know what kind of villain she could be because the Human Torch isn't really a solo hero anymore. Well, don't you don't even worry about Human Torch. Just like she's a villain. She's a villain that deals with, you know, I would I would assume street level, but uh, yes. Ooh, she'd be a good Hawkeye villain because Hawkeye owns the building. That's there you a go. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Hawkeye owns the building. People are complaining about noise in the walls. He was doing this rats. It's an old lady in the wall. What? Some creepy golden age villainess living in the walls. That's, and then you can have a bit too where like he feels sorry for her because her mind is degraded because of all the poison. Exactly. No, that's sad. Like that's, 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 that's a story. See, boom. You've just saved Asbestos Lady. That's it. There you go. And like, you have a scene there where like uh, friggin' Clint's got to call up people from the golden age and be like, who is this? What am I? An asbestos lady? Really? Yeah. Is that, she calls herself asbestos lady, which like seems really unoriginal. And they're like, oh yeah. You remember her. And then you can put a sad thing. They're like, people loved asbestos, but no one wants asbestos anymore. Yeah, no lady. <laughs> no, Victoria. I um, totally rip off the baby doll ending from that uh, Batman thing. You just do that, but with asbestos lady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, stoic new type. I want a superior Thunderbolt story with a universally displaced to Elliot Tolliver, Shocker, Batrock, maybe Gwenpool. All right. Something there. Yeah. I mean, Sounds that's like another Exiles book. <laughs> I, yes, that's exactly what that is. Uh, Cam, Joker needs a boost. I'm thinking Christ Clown. <laughs> 
I don't know. That's A seems, plus for you. It feels a little esoteric. I don't think people are going to get it. It's a metaphor. <laughs> for what, you freaking hack? For uh, Jesus. I know. <laughs> I know writers who use subtlety and they're all cowards. Right. Damn it. Uh, I mean, that being said, Brian Azzarello did it first. He did. He really did. Uh, no AO. Sorry to repeat, but Shocker is an all-time favorite of mine. Love the costume, the gauntlets. The, he's in it for the money. Love that he's an underdog. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't think there's anything you need to change with Shocker. Just use him. Like, just use him more. Yeah, true. Uh, George J. Shout out for Killer Moth. Mark Russell did an excellent story with him last year in the Gotham Knights digital series. That's awesome. Good. I, I also, I remember talking about Killer Moth. I don't remember who it was with. It was probably with Tom King, but like, I, and I was made fun of for it. I'm like, come on, Moth <laughs> looks cool. He's got fun colors. Yeah. Um, and he's in Batgirl Year One, which is a great series. Yes. Um, because he's the villain she fought in her first appearance. But uh, but yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, and I'm glad. Listen, like if Mark Russell did it in Gotham Knights, you don't need to do anything with Killer Moth. You're good. Surprised no one's opted to go full on Buffalo Bill and say I'm Deathhead's Moth now. <laughs> That's coming. Uh, Tim Pulteney uh, says best upgrade and uh, best upgrade story in my opinion was Rhino and the Gauntlet. Best part of the story, te uh, teasing his replacement and Alexi showing who the one true Rhino was. Yeah, the Gauntlet was a great opportunity to kind of like give the villains a chance because you know Spider-Man has an expansive, never-ending Rogues Gallery, and quite a few of them are silly. Uh, sure. Or at least in desperate need of some kind. Swarm Nazi bees, obviously. Oil, perfect, one hundred percent, no change whatsoever. But uh, you know, other characters like the answer. I remember when the answer debuted. I think I have that issue, and I'm just like, this guy sucks. <laughs> what, what is he? And he was he was so lame. I think that Spider Man said, if his name is the answer, then what the hell was the question? <laughs> and it's like, I can't argue with that. Your and, life is forever a comedy routine right now. I, I think that honestly, I, I, and as, as I recall, the answer was like a, a commissioned villain by the Kingpin. And that got me thinking, you know who needs an upgrade at this point? The goddamn Kingpin. And when yeah. I say that, I mean like, listen, I know Kingpin has been in everything. I know he's the mayor of New York. That is not, you don't just make the mayor of New York when you've run out of ideas. Like J. Jonah Jameson, yes. Matt Murdock, maybe. Wilson Fisk, it's not going anywhere. It's not interesting enough. Zdarsky's doing the best he can with it. But I feel like Fisk, you know, you could do something with him. You could, they he had his own mini series for a little bit. Yes, that was like excellent. That was excellent. That's what you do with Kingpin. Like you do that kind of shit with him. You make him scary again. You make him untouchable again. You, you, he, he is too much of a cartoon nowadays i i always come back to that scene it was the rosenberg miniseries mm. where he's trying to impress this lady who's writing his book it's very bojack horseman and like you know a, a homeless person accosted in the streets and he's like no no no, don't worry and gives the guy some money and then later we see that guy dead in an alley with a needle in his arm it's like oh did fist kill him or are they implying that even when the kingpin tries to do good evil finds a way anyway because he is just so fucking cursed i love that either one and it's like either one works either one is a perfect uh use of that of, of that character burned in my head that panel yeah nick smith what villain did you like in the comics but love in adaptations for me it's ultron also spirit foes was the best villain update of the decade i think a lot of people were given i mean like look at how hasbro like silver mane's a silver mane's head is yes. a character is an action figure you can get sure is 
the beetle that gave us an upgrade on the beetle it's tombstone's daughter now and she's really sassy and really fun and a lawyer by day yes no female beetle beats every original beetle. beetle every single time um and then they bring in old beetle no i'm mach 5 now now you suck is what go you away do. you suck <laughs> as a villain you suck as a hero no, nobody wanted you in the first place that's the problem uh yeah in the did i like in the comics but love and adaptations there are a few that I'm like, you really nailed it. Justin Hammer, I think, yeah. is a better co- movie villain than he has been in the comics. Really uh, should come back at some point. Maybe for Armor Wars. Bring him. If he's not the villain of Armor Wars, I riot. That's going to be a little disappointing. I mean, we talked about Spectacular Spider-Man last week. So many of those characters were yeah. so great in adaptation. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, yeah, no. Like, it's just just modernizing them a little bit. Like just just bringing them into today, just a little bit, as much as you can. Mm-hmm. All it takes. Um, oh, there there are a couple of other like lame villains that like, you know, all you need is like a good story. But there are other characters where I'm like, don't. Just what are you doing? Like, I here's a character that they keep throwing at me. I don't even remember when she debuted, but she really drives me crazy every time I see her. Because I'm like, who likes this character and why do they keep using them? I think it's a fetish thing. <laughs> White Rabbit. Oh, yeah. The Dan Slot. Yeah. She's yeah, been a while. And I, like every time she shows up, I'm like, who asked for this? It's a fun drawing. That's all it, it is. I'd never have fun looking at that drawing. I'm like, again? Like, I don't know what her point is. I don't know what her shtick is besides being dressed like a centerfold. Like, I yeah, I, I don't get don't it either. Get it, and I don't, and I don't think there's really much like you can do with it besides like, you know, unnecessarily grim darking her or something. But like, didn't they give her like a Wonderland gang? Wasn't she like a Mad Hatter pastiche for a second? Yeah, go away. Like, there's there's some villains where I'm like, there's there's better better effort can be spent mm-hmm. in other places than with this. Um, Ooh, I had a good pitch to yeah. the unicorn. Long you time. the unicorn. <laughs> yeah, the unicorn. Long time Iron Man villain. They've redesigned his costume a bunch. Like, you know, he had like the unicorn symbol. Then he went all paramilitary and everything. I have a pitch for unicorn. We completely upend it. Make it a brand new guy. You don't need to know anything. You keep the costume gimmick and you keep the, you know, I got like a plasma cutter horn on my head. But what you do is you set him up a couple arcs before as like a gangland enforcer. He's basically, you know, bad, bad Leroy Brown. You know, he's the <laughs> toughest guy on the streets. Everyone is afraid of him, you know, does collections for all the biggest gang lords. And then he's like, you know what? I need to get to the next level. I need to become a super villain. So he goes to Kingsley to buy a costume. He's like, oh, sorry, man, we're fresh out. We only got unicorn suits. It's like, <laughs> I'll take it. Because right. I'm badass enough and I'm scary enough, no one will make fun of me for it. And the first guy who does make fun of him picks him up and pales him on his horn. And then, <laughs> and then he makes his gang wear unicorn horns too, and he's just challenging people to make fun of him. It's so like I. That's fine. I'll. I would. I would. I would take that. Uh, it, it reminds me of um, when uh, when Garrison Clum became Mysterio for a half second. Yeah. And he's like, I'll be Mysterio because they because Spider-Man thinks that he knows Mysterio's routine and then I'll hit him with like a, with something new. Uh, it's like the idea of somebody new approximating an old villain and being like, they'll never see me coming, basically, is is not a bad idea. It's it's a great approach when you're just when you're when your agenda is let's fix this character or let's let's int- let's reintroduce a new villain. 
It's like, why not? And even have the guy have like a bad opinion of supervillains be like, no, you're all bad criminals. I'm a professional criminal, but I need to put on a dumb costume to be taken seriously in New York. So I picked the dumbest costume possible. Yeah, that's like that's like movie Mysterio who's like, you know, no one would have bought it. But if you come up with a stupid story about coming from the multiverse, everybody buys it. And it's yeah, like, and everyone's all in on it. That's where we are. Like, I no, I can't, like, wear a suit and go into, like, a mobster's office and tell them, like, I'm running things now and shoot them and be taken seriously. But if I look like an Iron Man villain, suddenly everybody, like, I carry with it all the panache of being an established rogue. It may be a lame rogue, but it's still a rogue. It also helps too, where it's like the ceiling is so low on it, I can only go up from here. Perfect example, uh, that latest version of the jack-o'-lantern from the Agent Venom run yeah. was like, no, I'm the best jack-o'-lantern ever. You don't know my name, and I killed all the other jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> yeah, that's fine too. That's a great use of jack. That's a good use of jack-o'-lantern. Personally, I love the look of the jack-o'-lantern. Same. He's a great villain. Um, Taylor Petcher, I think Scarecrow's in need of an upgrade. He's such a great concept that no one really knows how to cash in on the potential. He's gonna uh, in that next James Tyne run. They've given him a new costume and everything, and he gets a whole arc to himself. Yeah, he looks just like M Plate meets the video game. Uh, so <laughs> oh my god, he does look like M Plate. Oh no, with the big stupid mouthing fuck. I didn't yeah, but I've got that. my hypodermic needle fingers like in the video game. You know the video game. Uh um, now, if you want to fix Scarecrow, let's fix Marvel's Scarecrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, Christ. <laughs> uh, but I don't think we have time. Yeah, uh, first remind people he exists. Right. Uh, Sam Anderson, Anarchy represents something interesting and yet isn't a White Knight type story with him could work, I think. Yeah, I think so. It come very close to making Anarchy interesting. Again, in that time in Detective Comics run where he was kind of a villain, but kind of an ally and he had an underground commune he was running. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that, much about him. That should be the story. It should just be him running the underground commune. Yeah, why not? I wouldn't necessarily call it, I wouldn't start with anarchy. You know, I'd couch it in another story to try and sell the damn thing. Yeah, probably. Nicholas Heasters wants to see more Prometheus. Prometheus mm -hmm. is another one of those characters that you like, looks great, no one's He's ever done really. it. Yeah, that's true. You know who did him great, actually? That Midnighter book where he was the surprise villain at the end where it's like, yeah, you know, you and I have similar powers. You got a computer in your head. My helmet makes me do all this shit that he actually got close to Midnighter and like tricked him as like a love interest. And it was like, nah, it's actually me. I'm Prometheus. Uh, I catfished your ass. Literally. Um, that's great. That's good. Then we don't need to fix it. There you go, Nicholas. <laughs> Just go read that Midnighter run. It's great. Seriously. Uh, Kevin Kruger, how about Puppet Master? Puppet Master is another one of those characters mm. that would easily work. Um, the Such thing a is, classic, but has had so little to do. He's one of the few villains who stays in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Puppet Master is just, he controls the wills of men. He makes them out of puppets. Like, it's it's just, like, consent. That's, you know, that's the story. Yeah, there's so uh, many creepy implications with him mm -hmm. and his connection to, of course, you know, Alicia and Ben and everything else. Now he's the father-in-law. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Slot told that story yet, and have we just not been paying attention? Because if he hasn't, that's like missing a layup. Yeah, he nailed it. Uh, actually, he did a story where, well, it was he shows up to uh, to give her away. Mm, yes. Okay, I do and remember. Ben wants to talk to him, and I think Alicia just forced him to do it using puppets. Yes, that's right. That did happen. That's yes. really cool. I love that. <laughs> um, Girk Pectus off topic, but are there any novels you want to see continued in comic book form? I'd love to see a Neuromancer universe comic book. Mm, that'd be cool. Mm. Yeah, that'd be really cool, actually. 
I don't know how far they got with the Dark Tower series in the comics, but oh yeah, uh, they started. I feel like they didn't. Um, I'd like to see an It comic. I think it would be way better. They were um, doing Game of Thrones too. I don't know if that's better or worse than the show. <laughs> I mean, like maybe. Well, <sighs> if he ever writes the last book, we'll see. Maybe the comic will have the right ending. Exactly. Anarchic Arachnid with the success of Black Panther's live-action movie, M'Baku is seriously due for a complete reinvention, maybe showing he's a protector of Wakanda when no Tchall's out, and in some ways, greater. Agreed. That's not even... Is he even a villain anymore, like, because of the implication of the movies? That's that's funny, because Killmonger literally just became his movie counterpart overnight, but I don't think they changed Man-Ape nearly as quickly. No, agreed. But, uh, yeah, M'Baku needs, needs, needs something. Hell, I'd read the Mbaku book. Right. That's okay. You can probably get away with that, actually. Um, Danby 900, a villain that is perfect is Stiltman. But if someone wants to update him and attempt to make him threatening, I will listen to that pitch. Well, hopefully, Dan, you were there when Joel gave his. And you gave one, too. We gave, like, four killer Stiltman. <laughs> yeah, we got enough Stiltmans to, to, to keep Marvel employed for another couple of years. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, another weird one, the Cavalier, which I think Tom King played around. He's that Batman villain with the hat and the feather. He's a musketeer, oh, basically. Yes, 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 yes. My thing with the Cavalier is, again, flip the table completely. He's not even a guy anymore. Cavalier, his son creates the Cavalier app, which is like that thing from that newest season of Westworld, where if you're a regular person who wants to commit super crime, get yourself the Cavalier app, and he shows up, and he's like the little paperclip on your computer. Hey, you want to commit some crime? <laughs> I love it. That's great. Good use. Hey, versus that, uh, what about what about the tally man? Oh, see, man, tally man. I actually have a fucking pitch for tally man. I've been sitting on it for a long time because there's two tally mans. There's the one that's kind of like all weird and you know, yeah, like all kind of ghostly and everything. And then there's the one that's kind of like a more straightforward John Wick henchman. Yeah. Here's the thing. You fuse those two ideas together. The tally man wants you to think he's paranormal. And when you have too much debt with the mob or too much debt with someone, they send the tally man to collect yeah. it. And you think like you're being haunted by a ghost. But now it's it's two brothers. One brother's in the suit. One brother's working the machines. You Scooby-Doo that shit. Yeah. You just phantasm him. That's great. Literally, he's just the <laughs> phantasm now. I think you could do it. Because, yeah, there's something really creepy about that where it's like everyone must pay the tally man. Yeah, that's a great use of tally man. Uh, uh, Taylor, oh no, uh, Crazy King, or King Crazy MF. Maybe Gina's Vale becoming Carol Danvers' problem. Mm. Yeah, that's a good use of. I mean, why not? Uh, Taylor Petcher, I don't know if he needs an upgrade, but just needs to be used more. But Doctor Psycho comes to mind. He's just DC's Purple Man. You could do, you could easily do Purple Man in the in the dc universe but yeah. i think i think we got i think we got the psycho pitch i, th I think we need to similarly off the tally man i had a pitch for the gambler too who's seeing a very good resurgence now both in those superman digital comics and in the star girl tv show have a new modern day gambler keep the costume mostly the same he's a southern gentleman in purple and everything but maybe he's got like a you know mask to obscure his identity and the idea being that you know he's basically all about like death sports now he's all about playing russian roulette with heroes and people it's like well this is the only time i feel alive it needs to be a death game and right. i need to play it with you is the thing because it's the <laughs> only way i feel like i win and you can have uh what is it that bit from the first episode of sherlock with the poisoner the bit from the princess bride where it's like well which one did i pick well which one did you think i pick well you get to pick first yeah yeah i love that 
And then maybe he's a cheater or maybe it's more interesting if he isn't a cheater and he really is putting his life on the line because he's just this danger addict. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Uh, Angel Smith, my bids for Chameleon. As Peter's first villain, he's not as prominent as he should be. Mm. If, you ever fo- if you've ever found out Peter's identity, he'd make Born Again look like fraternity hazing. <laughs> you, he, did, he did find out his identity twice and yeah. he's terrible at it. He's never re- recovered his dignity. Uh, yeah. Chameleon is one of those things. And they tried. Like, I, I remember now. I remember Grimdark Chameleon where he like he like replaced people and, and, and put the people he was replacing in acid or something. Like it's just gross. He's he's more of a villain to Spider-Man's sister now in this newest yeah. Nick Spencer arc, where she's like, you know, the he's like the great white whale that she needs to get, and he's gonna get revenge for Craven, his brother, who's not really dead, just replaced with a younger version. But don't yeah. tell him that. <laughs> I mean, he's the real Craven is dead. It's just that no editor will remember that. <laughs> uh Somber Shadow 001. I feel like the most of Flash's villains are in desperate need of a rework. What comes to mind is Zoom or Hunter Solomon. Uh, I think they've been used too much. Watch out, Sombra, because if you've never read Underworld Unleashed, that book exists because (laughs) Flash's villains are lame. Uh, What's funny is Mark Way discovered when he was writing it that he actually really liked old villains and that they shouldn't be replaced or changed. Perfect point. New 52 when they tried to upgrade the villains. Like, oh, they don't have gadgets anymore. They just have those powers. And that was like really stupid. Uh, Yeah. Or they just didn't do it effectively because the New 52 was not planned properly. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. The the rogues gallery needs an upgrade. But like, I'm worried about like repeating history when it comes to that. You know, like, do they need an upgrade or do they just need good writers? And I think ultimately at the end of the day, that's the thing. Like, if... you just need to hear good pitches. I would just throw out into the ether. Like if I were an editor of the flash book, I'd be like, who's got a good pitch. Yeah. You know, like, and and Williamson knows what to do with those characters. Indeed. And in fact did, I think he used all of them. Pretty much. I think he used everyone, but the trickster. There you go. Which is weird. Uh, Nick Smith guy after him had a whole trickster centric story. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Nick Smith also Ultron and Annihilation 2 was great. The scene where he reveals how much emotion he secretly hides when he wails on Star-Lord is awesome. Mm. Agree. Good use of that character and way better than Pimtron. Another Uh, old timey golden age villain that would bring back the Ten-Eyed Man. I know the Ten-Eyed Man. Yeah. Yeah. What's your solution for Ten-Eyed Man? So he's a secret information broker. Now he spies on people at all times. (laughs) He has the homeless community wearing little cameras and little mics. So they're all, what is it? Mike for Sam, but he's weird about it. He won't just sell you information. If you come to the Ten-Eyed Man looking for a secret, you must give him a secret of equal value. (laughs) So he's like this weird, almost mystical, but very technological character. And like the Ten-Eyed Man doesn't fight, but if he does, he knows everything about you and he can whisper your secrets in your ear and he knows what you're going to do before you do it because I've watched all your moves. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, spy Taskmaster. Yeah. Or Evil Oracle, even too, for like the villain set where if they want information, you got to go to the Ten-Eyed Man, but he sucks though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the way, that's what you do with, uh, with in Marvel, you make the orb into the into Marvel's hey, Evil Oracle. I like that a lot, actually. That's really good. Especially since like they'll have to pull his eye out eventually, like the, the Watcher eye. I just want to watch you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, Kevin Kruger, Big Sir, Flash, and Red Dwarf, Green Arrow, and Mr. V, Martian Manhunter. 
Mm, those are pretty good, actually. Big Sur played by Goldberg in the TV show, and he actually had a good arc in the TV show as like a reformed former kingpin of Central City who's like, you know, found Jesus in jail and everything. <laughs> That's great. That's a good use of the character. Yeah. Uh, St. Lucia, Ivy needs to be a villain. She's the strongest rogue. There's, I don't know what the hell they're doing with Ivy, honestly. Queen I don't know why they're Ivy. just sitting on her. Queen Ivy, bite me. Uh, Scarlet Hottie, Silver Sable needs a refresh. I feel like writers in comics, games, et cetera, always want her to be more important than she is, but mm. never really find an, a unique textual voice for her and a big story purpose. Well, mm -hmm. I think she's going to be Dr. Doom's wife. Oh, so I'm sure, right. she, <laughs> I'm sure she will play a big role in Latverian politics and probably is going to be like a sleeper agent or like a quiet <sighs> agent that's like, I'm going to assassinate you in your sleep. Oh, wow. How did I not think about that? Bringing together their two uh, Eastern European nations. Because <laughs> I think they did. I think Laveria absorbed Simcaria. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was like a lot of stuff going on there in other books about the geopolitical state of those countries. Yeah, only Chris Cantwell cares about that. So <laughs> clearly, because he wrote a whole book about it. Exactly. <laughs> Jimmy Jonathan Lee for me, Moonstone, one of Carol's foes, can be mm. reworked as one of Kamala's foes because hey. an evil psychologist who can mentally destroy teens is scary. She I poses like that as a, a counselor in Kamala's school, maybe? Oh, that's fun. I like that a lot. Ooh, you could even have that bit where Kamala's like, no, I know she's a villain. I know, trust me, I read this stuff. They're like, oh, Kamala, don't be silly. You <laughs> see super villains everywhere. Okay, I'll just deal with this by myself then. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, I love that. Honestly, like, I want to see Moonstone being used more properly where she was like, I was an Avenger, you guys. And it's like, no, you were not. Mm -hmm. Like, I want that kind of like level of delusion where she's like, I lived in the big tower. I had a Captain Marvel costume. Like I, I was, I was top dog for a while, you know, like just this sure idea of her, like a, a kind of like sadistic reinvention of the Brian Reed, Ms. Marvel run where it's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to rehabilitate my image and become the number one superhero. She's like, I'm going to rehabilitate my image and become Captain Marvel again. And That's they're like, good. no, you're not. You could also give the Moonstone powers to like someone younger to have like the Miss Marvel equivalent of a younger Moonstone. I know, mm. Kamala has what is it an antagonist where it's like she worked for Carol as like you know one of those Alpha Flight people, but then she joined Hydra because they were recruiting, and she's like, yeah, I like them better. If you give her the Moonstone powers, hmm. Becky, I think her name was. There you go. Yeah, you can even do both ideas where like Moonstone is she has this nefarious plot, but like Becky's more sadistic and she takes it from her. So. Oh, I like that too. Actually, that's pretty. Ooh, and then Kamala has to team up with original Moonstone to stop new Moonstone. Well, and like original Moonstone's like. I guess I work here now because like, I don't have a moonstone. So like... yeah, really, and I need the paycheck. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's great. And then she slowly reforms over time. That's a good pitch. That's like a year long story. Right. Like she's plotting. She's sitting at her desk and then like a kid comes in because like that's her freaking job. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, my God. Like what? <laughs> Kids today. I tell you. Yeah. Uh, Tevia says harvest new 52 Sam uh, Kent. John John Kent Superboy problem. Again, Tevi, I think, is the only person still carrying a torch for the Lobdell creation that is Harvest from their, like, Battle Royale ripoff story they did. Yes. Uh, I don't have any solutions for you for Harvest. But I don't know Harvest very well, so I can't help you. There's there is equally too much to know and not enough. <laughs> he's another character they kept adding shit on. Like, and he's from the future. And there's, like, all this <laughs> stuff. The second a character's from the future, I'm like, oh, okay, you, you kind of lost me. Right. Uh, Winford Lee, Snyder's Two-Face went full Persona 4. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Yes. Yes, there was a lot of Persona there. Nice. Speaking of Batman villains, here's a guy with a cool costume, 
I realized I actually had no powers in my research, and I think we can come up with something. The Signal Man. Oh, yeah, the Signal Man. He's always in the background of bigger villain teams. It's true. Does he have powers? I don't he even doesn't. Remember. He okay. has no powers, which shocked me. I thought he had light-based powers, and I'm like, oh, well, he's just a <laughs> lame Dr. Light then. No, no powers. He is obsessed with signs and symbology, so really he should be Symbol Man, not Signal Man. Or Typeface. <laughs> or Typeface, too. <laughs> no, also, yeah. another interesting fact about this character I didn't know is when he was done being a Batman villain – he went to Star City and became the Blue Bowman for a little bit to fuck with Green Arrow. So he's actually been two lame villains. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I honestly, Blue Bowman in Gotham sounds way better than Signal Man. I'd go full bit. Blue Bowman. Just do that all the time. I was going to say, like, you either do that or you go full Zodiac Killer, but yeah. give him to another hero. Like, I do interesting murders that are related to, like, Dan Brown symbol shit, and you, you're you not Batman, so you got to, like, unravel it somehow. Totally. I mean, like, that. if you want to if you wanna use that character for an arc, you literally just do, you set up a murder, and, you, and the reveal is I'm Symbol Man. Or, yeah. So people go, like, is that a thing? Let me like Yeah, oh, where you yep, got a yep. Wikipedia that oh yeah, signal man, totally a thing. Totally a thing. Cool. Like, yeah, yeah. But I want to see like another archer that's bad. I don't yeah. know. I think that's gonna sound fun. There's so many. <laughs> uh and uh anarchic arachnid. One on on Batman's rogues, Killer Croc redesigned as a don of a mafia made up of all those lame one-shot villains who have gimmicks but by themselves suck. Oh, that's what you call them the menagerie, Killer Croc's menagerie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. pretty good. They've toyed with that. He was like uh, Catwoman's enforcer when Selena Kyle was briefly the queen pin of crime. Yep. He got a cool zoot suit in the Red Hood book, but that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. They've tried with Waylon quite a few times. Yeah, I, I think that with, with Killer Croc, you either go full full Croc or you, you go Earth One and just reform him. Yeah, because he's uh, been so close to reformation. Agreed. Girk Pectus, there's a great Mark Wade cap story where nightmare controlled people who think they have the American dream. They could be relevant, re very relevant today. Reimagined. I like that. Nuke is obviously a villain who could you who could be a thing today. Totally. I uh, I would do a thing like maybe put them on a Thunderbolts team, but like say, oh, you don't got to take the pills anymore. We got these new pills for you, which make him stronger, keep his mind, but they're ten times more addictive. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's Oxycontin. Yeah, literally. Yeah, we yeah we do a whole opioid story with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Alan Drake. I'm not exactly sure how he could be updated, but I've always been bummed about Hugo Strange and how mm. underused he's been for so long. Also, shouldn't Norman Osborn have updated his costume weapons glider at least a little by now? You don't when it it ain't broke, don't fix it. Stop drilling. They, you hit oil. They've changed them a couple times. Marvel Knights. He had a like kind of an armor thing going on. Uh, never been great the redesigns, and they always go back. And that's the thing is that like every redesign for Green Goblin from the '90s onward have been pretty bad. Um, although some people argue that they liked the Knights armor from Marvel Knights, and uh, I think from Paul Jenkins Spider Man, he also had like kind of like a different outfit for it. Honestly, don't mess with the classics. Green Goblin looks like Green Goblin. There's no reason to change it. Um, but uh, Hugo Strange, great character. Nobody ever has any good ideas. For, they think they have a good Hugo Strange pitch until they try and like execute it. And it's like, and even you that start off about him don't end up like Night of the Monster Man. I'm making monsters, but it wasn't about him at the end. Nope, nope. And I feel like they got cold feet and changed it. Um, Austin Whitebeard, thanks for the content, fellas. I personally dug the comic pop commentary on TMNT and the ooze. Can we get Shredder an update? <laughs> Shredder needs, I mean, like, Shredder, man. You know, I think he got the best update when he drank the ooze. 
haven't they done everything with him where it's like oh he's actually an alien or like oh he's been a demon from the past or oh you know he was uh was it he wasn't really a rokosaki they feels like they've done everything with him. they've done everything with shredder you know you don't need to worry about that i mean like shredder's shredder just the the idw series is the best i think way to deal with shredder his daughter became shredder raf became shredder for a minute you're good like (laughs) there's enough shredders to go around uh, Joshua Vaughn, Underworld Unleashed 2, Electric Boogaloo. Good use of that <laughs> title, man. But yes, that's exactly what that is. Uh, DC, Decon 690, anyone from Iron Man and his villains? Just anyone from Iron Man. It feels like the only antagonist of, of Tony's is self-sabotage, alcoholism, and villain himself. The Mandarin needs to come back into issues and the chaos and the classics. I, I wrote Detroit Steel down, but I have nothing for Detroit Steel. He's got a <laughs> he's got a great costume from the Matt Fraction run. An interesting premise that he's kind of like this NASCAR robot mercenary that like he'll wear your logo and your flag no matter where he goes. He's a the, his whole character is that he basically has no character and no loyalty and he <laughs> whatever you want him to be. Okay, but I like the name Detroit Steel. That's good. Yeah, and he looks kind of cool. Looks very cool. Yeah. That that was at the time, too, when Iron Man got, like, even sleeker because he had the bleeding edge and everything. So they tried to set him up as this dark mirror to Tony, but it didn't really work. No, no. Then Iron Man villains, man, it's tough. It really is. Uh, Angel Smith, uh, here's one for you. Snowflame. Don't do drugs, kids, or you'll get superpowers. Yeah, maybe you need to workshop that. Yeah. Here's how you fix Snowflame. You give them a whole team. You call them the Vice Lords, and there's a guy who's made of heroin and a lady who's made of cocaine. Her name can be Snowstorm. Yep, or Snowbird. There you go. Oh, and then you got, uh, what is it, Speed Freak there, who he's just a meth head. He's super fast, but only when he does meth. Yeah, I think there is a Speed Freak, or at the very least, there is a Speed character uh yeah in any case yeah i I would just make a whole team of drug people there you go call them dare there you go make it you know mean something else oh you can have like a ganja john and dr dmt (laughs) that feels a it all feels a little much it does it feels a little captain planet <laughs> it really does ganja john wouldn't even fight you ganja john would just talk to you until you were annoyed hey man you got any cookies right it's like well i don't feel like i should punch you ganja john because you're not really doing it in fact ganja john if you just moved to canada you wouldn't even be a super villain right dude you're just perpetuating a cycle on costume on costume violence bro. Violence, exactly hey i'm just here to calm things down and i'm the cooler for this super villain team man exactly we can watch stuff on my dad's big screen. Um, <laughs> Man, I kind of love Gonja. Before we talk about him, he seems all Great right. new character. Uh, Mr. Bast, why has Lady Deathstrike never gone after Daredevil? She killed her father because of him. That's fair. I'd see that. Lady Deathstrike, Deathstrike in general has kind of been sitting on the back burner. Big time. Taylor Pester, how long has it been since Intergang has shown up in the comics? I'd love to see oh. the, to Mannheim and the boys get to do more yeah big agree and probably not for a while because ben just invented the whole invisible mafia and pretended like there's never been any professional criminals in metropolis i'm like uh intergang would like a word with you yeah but bendis is not there anymore so we can just pretend like there was no bendis anymore <laughs> there you go. intergang be like yeah when the invisible mafia left we bought up all their property and stuff and we're back now literally all they need to do is just <laughs> one line have his kid i'm bruno manheim jr i'm back from college <laughs> i love that yeah bruno manheim jr 
Gerk Petrick's Felix Felix Faust should be DC's version of Randall Flag. Have to mm. go work Uber. Uh, have to go work Uber. Love the show. Can't wait to watch the rest. Thanks, man. I'll see you later. Good luck. Keep up the good mm. work. Will I am Golden? Oh no. Uh, Randall Flag just as a concept in those units. I love that idea. Uh, Will I am Golden? Condiment King. I'd love to see them use him. <laughs> use him more. No, that's one of those jokes. You could you could kite man him, but like why? And he's a joke within a joke, too, is the thing. He was invented for a Batman, the animated series episode where Joker brainwashed a bunch of comedians to become villains. Yep, people just responded to it. Because it's a fun costume. I do love seeing Condiment King cosplay, though, at conventions. That's Agreed. like, yeah, all right. Well, man. it looks great. <laughs> it does. And so simple. <laughs> right? Um, I think, uh, what was it, uh, Jesse Sweet, how about Nuclear Man from Superman 4? I think they did him. In like, Bendis, but then just to kill him. Yeah, but they did they did do Nuclear Man. He is um, technically canon, so they could technically bring him back at some point. He is canon. Uh, 343 Burning Legion. Uh, Angleman is a bank robber with the limited ability to bend reality. How do you not make Danny Ocean with a couple space with a couple space and time bending tricks from Q work? Mm -hmm. He'd make a great Riddler for Wonder Woman if used right. That was a great idea. That's not bad at all. Riddler actually. for Wonder Woman. Why not? I love that. Uh, Dean eight one four nine at work, so I'll have to watch later. But just wanted to ask if you didn't mention him already. What's happened with Lex? Good Lex ended abruptly, and then he caused uh, dark metal or death yes. metal, and now he's not in jail. No, now he's on a quiet council. Now he like works with the with the heroes again to to on on Elseworld and the secrets of the of, of Infinite Frontier or whatever. He pulled a hell of a karma Houdini on that one. Didn't he, he? sure did. <laughs> I helped at the end. I was the one who said cut the strings of fate with the chainsaw. That was that was me. I I built a thing that you ended up not needing. Yeah, thanks for that. Good call. Uh Gerald helping us out. Thank you very much Gerald for your support. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh Tanner O'Neill, Anamonapia needs a better redesign and have some power similar to mime of marionette and mime, mm. like shooting somebody and saying blam. I, I really legitimately thought that was his powers. Same. Uh, so just do that. Um, I heard, what's it? He's in future state. I think. Yes, he is. And there be, the being the book of all things. Right. And he was used pretty well. That's right. The Catwoman book was good. So like, yeah, cool. Like, keep it up. Onomatopoeia should be used. Just more Green Arrow villains in general, please. <laughs> please, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, by the way, use Marinette and Mime now that you now that they live here. Yeah, absolutely. Here. Who who should they fight? Who should be their hero? Because they're not like beholden to any one person. Or should they move around? Should that be part of their gimmick? They're beholden they, to no hero. I, I'm concerned that if they do move around, they will be like they they won't matter. They'll be bastardized and flanderized. Yeah. Yeah, especially since Punch and Julie literally exist in this universe, too. Hey, they should meet each other and then be like, hey, there's not enough room in this town for two clown couples. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, Jonathan Lee, the champions, they need a Trigon-like enemy. So I pick Lord Marvel and the Cancerverse. Also, I, mean, I think this because I want Sam Nova to have a bigger role. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they did fight Mephisto at the end of the Zub run and Blackheart and everything. So they kind of did have their own Trigon. Yeah. Yeah. I know you want to I know you want to make them Titans. And listen, they are. But, uh, you know, they need they need more Titans-esque stories. I mean, that's what Zub was. They were better than the Titans that we had under glass. Well, that's very true. Uh, Matthew Reeves uh, arrives. Speaking of Trisker, Trickster, should he come back? Why not? The honest, the, the honest truth is like, just use these characters. It's just if you have a good pitch, use them. Doesn't just because you don't have one doesn't mean that they shouldn't exist or you need to kill them off. I actually really enjoyed the New Fifty Two version of Trickster, if only from an aesthetic standpoint, because he was all gold and black and everything, and he looked quite cool. 
Yes, 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 yes. I don't like the redesign for Trickster from Underworld Unleashed, where like they got rid of his weird pants and gave him a coat. Ah, yeah. It's just, just what you do with those characters. Uh, the Captain Coon, Ultimate Marvel had some reinventions that some would say are better than their mainstream counterparts. Venom, Green Goblin, Doc Ock, and never forget Avi Arad from the Ultimate <laughs> Spider-Man Hollywood arc. He is certainly one massive Spider-Man villain, one of the biggest. Uh, he is the toy man in real life. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I love the Doc Ock change. The internet did not. I love the Venom change. Uh, I love all of those. Uh, yeah, Green Goblin is more scary and frustrating. Uh or at least he was during his arcs. He's become like, you know, a character that exists in the main universe as well. So I don't know. But yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but I don't think they're better. I think they're just, they're a fun compliment, you know? They work really well in the universe that they're in. Exactly. Especially Venom. Like that use of Venom and his connection to Miles. They they sure to drop the ball on that. Uh, Anarchic Arachnid Zeke Stain, in my opinion, needs to return to the original idea of a Tony Stark yeah. 2.0. Make him a Scurly type mixed <laughs> with evil, deep fucking value of businessmen. Yeah, I I, did, I really liked uh, Ezekiel Stain as well. He was really good in that first Matt Fraction arc, so much to the point that they steal whole chunks of that for the Iron Man movie. But then they never really brought... I think he was a villain in Black Panther for like a minute recently. I think you're right. Yeah, and yeah. it was the first time he'd been used in like 20 years. Like, yeah, how do they use this guy more? He's good. Yeah. Uh, Taylor says the religion of crime has so much potential, but it mm. seems like Greg Rock is the only writer that cares. Well, yeah. True and truer. And yeah, the religion of crime is great. It showed up in Jonah Hex even when Paul Miotti was writing. He fought the Wild West incarnation of the religion of crime. That could be your Hellfire Club. Yes. Do they have, is, are they the guys who have the crime Bible? Yes. Okay. Which is, again, <laughs> a great concept. Yeah. Uh, I love that idea. Uh, not Mark, a villain that should come back as Morpheus only appeared in Moon Knight comes comics from back in the day. Fair enough. Yeah, hmm. I don't think I remember Morpheus. I was thinking like, well, you mean the Matrix guy? Right? <laughs> I agree. Um, Lawrence Fishburne should be a villain in comics. Yeah, yeah. No, Robert Markham. Uh, he's a scary looking monster. <laughs> Apparently, last time we saw him was uh, Moon Knight number three in 1985. Wow. Yeah. Well, when Moon Knight inevitably gets a new comic to go along with the new TV show, pitch that to the new writer and maybe he'll do it. Seriously, who's uh, who did they just announce was in the new Moon Knight show? Uh, uh, wasn't Werewolf by Night, was it? No, no, I mean in the actor. There was an actor oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they announced who was in it. And he oh, was like, yes, his name is on the is it Matthew right? Perry. No. No, he's dead. Matthew Perry. Really? Yes. I know because his son is Jungle Boy, the wrestler on AEW. Wait, the guy I'm, no, sorry, from... I'm thinking of Luke Perry. Sorry. Yeah, I'm like, the... <laughs> not Matthew Perry from, <sighs> I'm thinking of a different guy. Matt Perry is from Friends, not him. Right, yes. Ethan Hawke, thank Ethan you. Ethan Hawke, that's the one. That's yeah. The ticket. Yeah, they got yeah. Ethan Hawke now. There you go. Yeah, but who the hell is he playing? It ain't Bushman. No, yeah, true enough. And that's what everyone jumped to the conclusion of. Well, surely he must be playing him. Yeah. I was thinking of Matt Dillon. I thought Matt Dillon and Ethan Hawke looks look similar. There you go. Man, so many actors who are oh so similar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yaheen Alam says, uh, what do you guys think of the rumor that Big Hero 6 potentially is going to be appearing in the MCU? Don't I'm fine with that. Hmm? I said, I really don't know what to make of it, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine with it. I like them. I thought it was weird that Marvel was like, oh, no, no, no. Big Hero 6 and Marvel are very separate things. 
I'm like, why? Why would I'll, you do that? I'll, I'll tell you this, though. I sure hope Scott Lobdell doesn't get residuals off the back of it after his very public firing. No, 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 no. Chris Claremont invented Big Hero 6. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the newer version. When everyone puts pictures of them on the websites, it's always the Scott Lobdell version, never the original yeah. version. Well, I think Claremont gets that. I would love to see that because it would mean they'd reprint the Big Hero 6 book from uh, that, that Claremont wrote, which, like... I think only like I I know I I literally bought it for Tiffany I like 10 15 years ago. She read that and was like, "Oh, this is cool." Then they made the movie. She's like, "Whoa, this is great." Um totally different though. Very different. Very. Uh but yeah, I'm fine with that. So yeah, um somebody mentioned Dragon Man. He's not even a villain anymore. No. Someone mentioned the Royal Flush Gang too. I have always loved the Royal Flush Gang and always thought they had potential. That's funny. I, I hate the Royal Flush Gang and I think they have zero potential except see, for I, 10. <laughs> 10 is great. See, I think they just need to move them around is the thing. I don't think they should be Batman villains or super. They should help boost someone else's rogues gallery who really needs to have a thing where it's like, you know, we're not as big as we used to be. We don't have as much money. We had to move to another town and start over again. Yeah. Just stick him on green arrow. Have him fight the Royal flesh gang. Works for me. Right. <laughs> well, I'm golden. The red lanterns have been pushed to the background and need to be back. Trust me, dude. All the lanterns will be back. The second that uh, Morrison's done. Like whoever, uh, actually, I don't know. The new guy who's taken over for Lanterns, we'll see what he does. Yeah, because he's the same guy who's writing Future State now. Yes, um, I know it'll go. He'll he'll go full space. I feel like it's inevitable. So we'll see. Um, any other villains that you think just desperately need to come back or need some kind of revamp? Uh, as it says, I mean, I've always been a pusher of uh, Bronze Tiger. I always thought yes. that guy had so much potential that no one uh, ever bothers. It wouldn't even take much to revitalize him. What kills me about Bronze Tiger is that he, every time I've seen him from his inception till like the last time I saw him in like the Batman book with King, mm -hmm. uh, he was all, he always retained his dignity and was yes. like a cool character. Like Which is he rare. like needs no update. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Bronze Tiger needs an update. I think it just needs to be used. Hopefully uh, the new Suicide Squad run will have something for him because they always have a bit where the new squad has to go up against the old squad or has to mm. go get some information from someone from the past. I feel Tiger got really, like, deleted and marginalized because of the movieification of Suicide Squad, where it's like, no, I was the other guy. I was here almost as much as Boomerang and Deadshot were until I wasn't anymore. Yes. Yeah, it's weird they didn't put him on the team. In the, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird and stupid. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we've hit it. The, the ultimately, it needs to be a combination. It can't just be like I have a I, I'm, I have a sad story that uh, uh, like or or a human interest story I read when mm. I was in high school, and I'm just going to apply it to whatever character I get when I break into comics. Like mm -hmm. that's not enough. You can't just have like a sad story or a, a, a compelling reason. You need all those working parts you need him to have a you need he or she to have a dope costume Help. you need he or she to have a, a a thematically relevant villain or or hero for them which i think uh, people forget about a lot yeah and it's what's funny for me is i don't even think you need to have it thematically like okay so you're a spider i'm a bug or <laughs> an animal like no it, it's it doesn't have to be thematic for the hero. It has to be thematic for the story. 
Absolutely. Like, whatever obstacle the hero is metaphorically up against Needs that villain yeah that villain is personified or reflected by it uh so you need to have like the story the costume the or the origin and uh, the motivation mm-hmm. all that needs to be authentic uh, in order for it to work and no you can, and but like as i've said a million times like there are no bad there there are no bad characters there's mm-hmm. just there's just bad writers or, or or a bad opportunity for those characters although i was looking at a couple of characters there's one like there's a frog i was like he just he looks so stupid oh leapfrog the daredevil villain yeah leapfrog but like at the same time at the end of the wade run okay he's not a guy in a suit he's a robot now big big mecha robot that's dumb like (laughs) like uh, when i saw him he's just a dude in a frog suit that's scary like if you went full scary with it you went like that horror movie frogs with it oh yeah there's something neat with that i don't know steal an Um, idea from venture brothers he's brick frog now he just throws bricks (laughs) there you go uh, by the way, Jay Joseph Frazier says, since Bruce is broke now, it'd be an opportunity to introduce Derek Powers into the comic as Gotham's new playboy. They had Powers Industries. <clears throat> they did. They did. They're oh. super heavy. I think people forget that, that the Powers Company exists in Gotham already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bruce isn't broke. He's like just not totally Horror. rich. Doesn't uh, have spaceship money. He will be. I think that's so dumb. I'm so sick of these weird, like, quasi cosmetic changes where they're like hey he's not as rich like shh, shh. funny that he got broke around the same time iron man got broke too and so both the rich guys are dealing with that right now it's kind of funny how many new characters were invented by the same person around the same time that each of their characters became a monetizational character that like appeared in other media who'd have thunk that mm. In, in totally unrelated news, Department of Truth is going to be a show. Did you hear? I saw that. That's awesome. Hard to believe. It's almost like it was created for that purpose. But I'm tish. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I Yeah. I think that any villain has potential. That's the thing is that like, especially established ones. Like I, I'm, I'm so sick of people being like, here's a new character, new, new villain, new villain, new villain. Like there's a thousand. You could do something with. That like, but I won't get residuals from that villain. Mm. And it's I like one would relish the challenge. I'd be like, pitch me someone. That's the thing is that like, if you're there and you're working, who cares? Like you, you you'll have another opportunity to make a new, var- a new character, but like there is a thousand villains or a thousand characters that are waiting for the Renaissance or their update or their opportunity. And how love, like you can't buy that kind of reveal when you find out that the new villain is a character from the past or is a character that that needs a reboot or needs an update and then it happens as opposed to like you know who's behind it this new action figure i'm getting residuals for like who gives a shit like but though you'll care 30 years from now (laughs) not if all of you keep doing this Mm -hmm. like rogelzar how do you fix rogelzar you kill him yeah you make him go away. Yeah, Rogelzar is the perfect, uh, you know, code of fire for, yeah. you know, trying to make everything too new and too different, but also so very, very almost too familiar to stuff that came before. That's right. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's like an avatar of irrelevancy. He, he is new and yet brings nothing original. That's right. That's right. Hey, and he's like anti-Bane. Yeah. like, you know, Bane shows up. Oh, I'm gonna break everything, and it's like that's cool. Yes, more, break more. Rogozar's like, yeah, me too. Get the hell out of here, Rogozar. Also, the fact that he is like supposed to be incredibly undefeatable and yet is defeated quite soundly every time. And like, 
Yeah, very soundly. Like it, it, like super easy, barely an inconvenience. Despite how much you keep talking about him. Yeah, yeah. He's a real big bad bad guy. He's a bad guy. You know, he broke Krypton. He broke Kandor. He also cool. might be Kryptonian. I don't know if they ever finished that story or not. I hope not. I my pitch has always been he's a Zarnian. Mm-hmm. He's the second to last Zarnian. He was a big nerd. He was like lock. He was in a locker when Lobo destroyed everybody. <laughs> And uh, and Lobo's like, oh my god, you're 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 going by Rogelzar? That's the name of the guy who used to kick your ass. <laughs> did you see Lobo and his daughter are getting a book now? No, I did not see that. Yes, Crush and Lobo. I mean, like, all right. C- clearly, someone looked at the Mandalorian and The Last of Us and Venom and be like, oh, so we can take a '90s relic, give them a kid, and that opens up like a whole new avenue of storytelling potential and characterization. Yeah, it works. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that if Keith Giffen had that book, Lobo would kill Crush. <laughs> just like, saying. Just saying. I'm not like I'm not saying that that's the way it should be, but I do, I do feel like Keith Giffen would not be sentimental about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. And if you want to keep this conversation going, we're going to go over to Patreon.com/slash/compop and go live there uh, to a limited audience, and then of course be released only to the audience over on Patreon.com/slash/comicpop. So please, if you want to help us out, uh, if, if nothing else, don't forget to nuclear detonate the the like button and. <laughs> Just, just utterly destroy the the subscribe button. Annihilate, eviscerate. Even, yeah, uh, don't forget to disembowel the subscribe button. Defenestrate that like button and defenestrate that like button. Just, just yes. Throw <laughs> Masticate it out that like button. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time with another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. Bye-bye. So long, everybody.